Are you sick of major sports networks bashing athletes to help their bottom line? Do you want reliable information on sporting events and controversies? If so, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Pound Perspective, presented by Nate Dog Sports, a podcast based around discussions and debates about recent football, basketball, baseball, and MMA events. Now, here's your host, Nate Dog. And welcome back to another episode of the Pound Perspective. It's your boys here, Nate Dog and Red. How we doing, my brother? Yes, sir. I'm good, man. I'm yes. good. Glad to be back. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a long time. A lot of sports have happened. I know I told y'all that I was going to do pods in Cancun. Internet issues. Didn't want to record and not be able to post it, so we just said too much drinking. Yeah, hey, <laughs> a lot of drinking, a lot of that, a lot of fun. But uh, so we just scrapped that and said, "Hey, we'll do a nice, nice little pod for NBA when we get back, and then uh, start covering other sports when they uh, get around." Because at the end of the day, once NBA was over, not a lot of sports anymore, Red. No, nope, good it's little that, drought there. Yeah, it's going to be a little drought. I mean, the MLB. If you're an MLB fan, I like MLB. Braves were playing good, but uh, it's not. It's probably my third favorite sport. Yeah. Um, MLB is more of a keep up with sports. Yes. Very rarely watch. Yeah, yeah, it's like once October comes around, then I'll start you know watching all the games and stuff. Um, but college baseball's on. Obviously, we're watching that right now. We won't be talking about that. Um, uh, even though we got LSU versus Wake and Florida just punched a ticket to the championship game today. Um, so Ooh. we'll see tonight. Maybe we'll get a we'll get an opponent. If LSU wins, then we'll have to wait till tomorrow. Uh, but we're talking about NBA today, Red. So let's get into it. A team won the finals. It was the team that everyone pretty much thought it was going to be. Um, once you pretty much got through that first round, it was kind of kind of looking a little obvious, especially after the uh, conference finals. It was looking pretty uh, pretty obvious who would win. The Denver Nuggets in five games defeat the Miami Heat. Nikola Jokic, finals MVP, adding to that long list of accomplishments that he has already acquired in his career. Second round pick. Second round Taco pick. Bell commercial. Taco, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Taco Bell commercial. That's an infamous, infamous moment in NBA draft they history. They really should sponsor him at this point. They should. I, I really don't know why they're in, like, you know, uh, Jokic Fry or something. Yeah, yeah. You know? We need we need a Jokic a combo at a, a Taco Bell. <laughs> um, but let's talk about it, Red. Man, what a performance from the Nuggets, these finals, and through the playoffs. I'm just going to uh, send it to you, man. What, what were your overall thoughts with the, the Nuggets this year uh, in, in the finals and in the playoffs? Amazing run. Man, you know, I can't – or I'm not going to talk for too long because we could literally talk about this all day. Like, <laughs> yep. you know, it's one of them things, and, you know, I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch every single game in the playoffs. Like, I mean, I just didn't. But <laughs> – Jokic is one of the dudes that, like, when you watch him play, man, and I'm not saying that I love basketball more than, like, you know, anybody else, but, like, even if you just love basketball, mm. he's the type of dude that, like, you watch, and it's like, does this dude mess up? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like, does he have wasted possessions? Yep. Because it just – it, and mm. I know I'm over-exaggerating it, but when you watch and really pay attention, that's what it feels like. Yeah. Like, this dude – you know, I'll say it. I think this is the top five or top three statistical run of all time in the playoffs. I'm glad you said that. You know, it may not be in terms of pressure he was facing and everything, but in terms of if you just look at statistics, and I'm not, you know, stats aren't the full truth, but they also don't lie. Mm. Um, so it's like 
if you just look at those, man, I mean, he was averaging, if you add up points, rebounds, assists, he was at basically over 50 altogether almost every game. Like, the dude went, they went, what, 8-1 and one in their last nine games? Yeah. Like, you know, I, I mean, I'll just have to stop it here, man. Like, I mean, I just don't know, like, yeah. literally, okay, there was a little bit of talk right before the playoffs, you know, leading into the playoffs of, is Jokic the best player in the league? Uh, Embiid for MVP, you know, all that. It, it was a little bit of a conversation. That got shut down real quick. Real quick, man. didn't it? About midway through that second series, there mm. was no conversation. Mm-hmm. All right, Jokic's the best player in the league. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, it, you couldn't have put it any better. Um, this was this playoff run was one of the best I've ever witnessed. I mean, I've, I mean, consistently watched the NBA. And, and people are going to take away because he was the one seed. You know, I'm not trying to cut you off, but mm-hmm. like people are going to throw. There's going to be, you know, this is one of them things for the next three or four years. I feel like people are going to bring up how they were the one seed. Yeah. And but it's just like. Man, in 15 years, people are going to look back on this and be like, man, we were we were not crediting this guy enough. That's what I'm saying. And it's he a, won two straight MVPs. It's two MVPs. This guy still is somehow underrated. I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. But like I, like I was saying, this is, I mean, I've watched consistently probably since about 2012. It was like the LeBron Miami years. That was when I like really got into basketball. I had watched it for a couple, couple years before that, but I didn't watch it. Watch it. I mean, it was once LeBron made that move to Miami. I started watching it pretty consistently, pretty much all the playoffs and stuff. And I mean, at the end of the day, this was one of, if not the greatest runs I've seen. It's hard to say because we got to watch the Kevin Durant Warriors. Um, so if there was any team, any more. If there was one team that was more impressive than this Nuggets team I've witnessed, it was those teams, the Warrior, the Kevin Durant Warriors teams. Um, and I would even go as far to say this is the best offense of performance from a team in the playoffs ever I've oh, yeah. I've ever seen. Um, and and what other what other teams could you say besides the Kevin Durant Warriors teams and yeah. and the Bulls back in the day? And I didn't get to watch those teams, but they really that wasn't they weren't an offensive juggernaut like the Warriors yeah. were. They weren't an offensive juggernaut like this Nuggets teams were. I mean, literally, this team was so unstoppable on offense. No one could figure them out. They to to the end of the season, Miami still couldn't figure out. No one knows how to figure out this team. This team is still going to be a freaking contender next year. They they should be the favorites to repeat by a oh, lot, yeah. in my opinion. I mean, they're going to bring back most of these players. Uh, I don't even know how many they have that are going to be hitting the free agency market. I was looking at the free agency rankings and all these players. None of them are Nuggets. None yeah. of them are Nuggets. Well, dude, <laughs> that's the that's another thing. Is like, don't get me wrong, Aaron Gordon. I think is an above-average player. That's all he is. He's yeah. above-average. I'd put him, you know, a little bit higher than, like, Tobias Harris. Yeah. But, like, you know, he people are talking about that being a big three. And it's like, <sighs> it's like, is he even close to... The big three was supposed to be con- Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. yeah. But you know what he I mean? Like, no-show. Is Aaron Gordon even close to that conversation? Which he shouldn't be. I think it's the hype of winning. But is he even close to that if he's not playing with a guy like Jokic? No. And we saw what he did with Magic. Exactly. And then you see people, you know, like, you've seen, like, writers on Twitter be like, oh, this is the way to go. Hmm. You know, homegrown, build up your team from day one. It's like, okay, but how many times are you going to draft Jokic? Jokic. Man, y'all are acting like this can just be replicated. That's the the thing. And, like, it's very factual. That's the best way to do it. But it's – 
a lot of luck and that, a lot of just acting like every player you get is just magically going to progress every season. Single you know season. what I mean? I mean, yeah, it's like well, how many teams have been able to pull that off recently? Yeah. Champions, what the Warriors and the Nuggets? Exactly. Those like, are the only two teams happen. that have drafted pretty much their entire core. You know, the Nuggets drafted Jamal. They drafted Jokic. These, I mean, besides the Nuggets, it's the Warriors with Steph, Clay, and Draymond. You don't, you don't see that, and it's so hard. Uh, and you, they. They bash these teams that make super teams, and it's like that's the only way to do it if unless you're doing it like these Nuggets and these yeah. Warriors did. I mean, bro, the Timberwolves have been trying to do that for years. years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You look at a team like Portland doing it with yes. Dame. Like, it go. doesn't always work. It just doesn't work look all at the time. Freaking the we're not Pelicans. Gonna, the yeah. Pelicans, even though they tra- they traded for Brandon Ingram. And you know we're not going to talk about it, but look at um Washington with Bradley Beal. There like you go. That, there that you just, go. That doesn't not every guy is going to be. Oh, this dude could be an all-star, so we need to build around him. The Celtics, they've been trying to do this thing for five, seven, five to seven years, and they still couldn't win a championship. It's, yeah. it's hard. It's easy to say to do that as their, the route. It's, it's hard to win a championship, man. It, it's truly one of the hardest things ever. Uh, but my final thoughts on this is just a hey, shout-out to Miami. They, oh, yeah. An eighth seed making it to the finals is crazy. They probably shouldn't have even been there. They proved that they were one of the best teams and yeah. had so much fight. That, that you know, culture over there is a winning culture. They just know how to win games. And I, I shout-out winning game two. This team to even pull off a win against this team. The Lakers couldn't pull off a win against this team. For them to win game two in Denver, I'm impressed by it. And, hey, Miami's window's not done. It's it's closing pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But they, if they can get a couple play, players, the, the Miami – he's going to be around next year. I think as long as you got Eric Spolster, yeah. you'll be around. Yeah, that's also <laughs> a very good statement. Very but, I mean, but yeah, they're they're definitely Denver is on the come up. Yes. You know, Miami you know, we're not talking about Miami, but they're just like you said, they're they're dwindling down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think that's a very f- fair statement. That window is not the biggest window. It wasn't as big as it was when they lost to the Lakers in the bubble. It's getting smaller every year, Jimmy's getting older every year. So, um shout out to Miami though. And shout out to the Denver Nuggets. We're not done talking about him yet. Let's talk about Jokic in general. Uh, we kind of discussed it. Let's talk about these playoffs, man, for him. I mean, I'll start this one off because I, I want to use the words that I wrote down. Unbelievable, mind-boggling, unstoppable, and best player in the league. That's it. Discussion's over. I don't, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Sure, he doesn't bring the flash that Steph Curry brings. Maybe he doesn't inflict the fear that LeBron yeah. James and Kevin Durant does to players, but at the end of the day, there is never, like, he plays at the highest level every single game. And he don't even want to. No, feels no, like. no, <laughs> no, he, he didn't even want to have a parade. Yeah, he, he literally, I think, I don't want to butcher the quote, but I saw one quote where he essentially said, basketball is something I'm really good at. Yeah, you know, like, it's a nine to five for him, bro. Yeah, it's like, it's not like he doesn't like it, but like, this dude, you know, the peak of his personal happiness is not him in the NBA. No, it's not. It's it's him being at home and stuff. It's crazy. I mean, we've I've never I have I'll say this, I have never seen a player win a championship and go handshake every single player on the opposing team. Yeah. I've never seen that. Never seen it. I've always they always freak out, jump around, hug each other, hug their teammates, hug their coach. That dude, first thing he did was handshake every single Miami Heat player, staff. It was the coolest thing ever. It was that that was the moment where I was like, "This guy is, it, it, we are looking for a new face of the league, and this guy is it." There is no, and, he has the most class in the entire league, mm-hmm. man. And I think that's why 
you know, we can get back to the point. I think that's why he's not – that we were talking about there's still some – how he's kind of underrated. Yep. There's still some animosity toward the Nuggets. I think it's because, one, he's a foreign player. And, two, like, he doesn't care about – you know, he doesn't care about doing all these podcasts nope. and interviews to gain his hype and nope. his media attention. He doesn't say stuff in the media. Yeah, no. and I'm not saying that there's you're wrong if you do that stuff in the media, but I'm just saying for this guy, like – that's not what... Like, dude, okay, if you were to ask someone who doesn't watch basketball, 10 random people off the street, more people out of 10 are going to tell you who Jimmy Butler is than yep. Nikola Jokic. Yep. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's a very very first statement, and Nikola Jokic is the best player in the league. Yes. The <laughs> best player in the league, and a lot of people don't know him. It's the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, you ain't even got to send it to me, bro. No. Because I'm just going to repeat everything yeah, you said. exactly, exactly. So, Jokic, un. Unbelievable, unstoppable, best player in the league. One more thing on Jokic. Let's get into that legacy talk because people have been throwing that around in the media a lot. Where does he rank on the all-time list? Two-time MVP, now a champion, a finals MVP, most triple doubles in a single playoff run by three. He had ten. The closest was Wilt Chamberlain with seven. (laughs) Who? Yeah, yeah. And the closest behind him was Draymond with six. Very interesting stat. That was their championship year, um, their first one. Man, oh, man. Unbelievable. I'll just send it straight to you uh, um, on this. What are you thinking in that all-time ranking? You know, you ain't got to give me an exact number. Maybe top 30, top 25, top 20. What are you thinking? Man, you know, it's it's so hard to say this and not make it sound like (coughs) – that I just have some, you know, I guess proximity hype, like how mm-hmm. close this just happened. Recency you know? bias. Yeah, yeah. Re- that's a better way to yeah. say it. <laughs> but um, it's like, man, I don't hate anybody who says he's top 25 already. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, anything higher than that, I think that is a little bit of recency bias. But, yeah. dude, if you say this dude is a the seventh, eighth best center of all time and top – 25 player right there. If you want to put him right there behind KD mm. and, you know, have him be in that 20 to 26, 25 range, yeah. you know, a couple spots behind guys like KD, I mean, I wouldn't argue with you at all. Yeah. I mean, you hit me around the money up for me. I would say top 25, uh, but right on that line still. Um, you know, I, I picked out a couple players I wanted to throw at you. Mm-hmm. Do you think that he's better than Charles Barkley? Yes. You think he's better than Kevin Garnett? No. Dirk not Navi- not yet. Dirk Nowitzki. Yes. Man, mm. I think he's on that level. You think well, so? Man, Dirk just did it for so long, but man, Jokic already has more MVPs than mm-hmm. Dirk yep. had. Man. And he won them back to back. It's just it's these, so hard to all say All these this. players that I have wrote down are so difficult. Next one, Scotty Pippen. <laughs> I think that yeah. one's – I think he's better than Scotty. Carl Malone, number three on the sh- scoring list. Man, first of all, screw Carl Malone. <laughs> but, oh, <laughs> um, man, okay. Yeah, I think he's better than Malone. Look, okay, I'll go D-Wade. back. I'll go back. I don't think he's better. Okay, I think he's on Dirk's level, not as good as Garnett. Better than Malone. Okay, D-Wade. I don't think he's better than D-Wade yet. Nah, D-Wade at one point was like one of the biggest, you could make a case was like 
the closest thing. Biggest asset in the league. Like, yeah. People oh, have yeah. given up anything for him. It's, but, like, man, if you told me, like, all right, you say, who do you think, if they retired right now, Jokic or Giannis? I think Jokic passed him just a hair. I think he's just by, just a, by a hair. Just a hair. Only because... Giannis is right outside that top 20, top And plus, 25. because of this year. I know he's hurt, but they yeah. lost in the first round to yeah. an eighth seed. I you mean, know? that matters, That man. matters now. You know? And those things matter. It might not matter in five years, but it matters on this list now. Yes, yeah. <laughs> right now it matters. And then uh, I had two more. You said it. You said he was not as good as this guy, Kevin Durant, so you said that one already. And then Elgin Baylor. That was another one I had to throw out there. I was just like. Yeah, that's, that's tough because, you know, you can't help but respect Elgin Baylor. But. I don't know. It's harder for me to talk about guys that played. We didn't watch. Like, yeah, like that long ago. Yep. That's and, fair. I mean, but man. It's... All those guys I listed, I was like on the edge on. Like I, I mean, was like, Ooh. from what I've seen, I'll say this, just from clips, I think Jokic is more important to his team than Elgin Baylor was. Yeah. He's more important That's to his team than he KD might, ever he, was. Might, he might be more important than every single per- person I just listed to oh, their yeah. team. You know? Um, maybe besides maybe besides a Scotty. Scotty was pretty important I, to those I think Bulls you teams. could maybe argue that Dirk's run in the Definitely Dirk. Definitely Dirk. In the twenty eleven playoffs. D Wade when they won that first Might have chip. been on par with Jokic this year. Yeah. So I'm saying like Dirk was Dirk was one I was but, I but couldn't put him over. That's Dirk, bro. Mm-hmm. And this is this is Jokic. Like people yeah. are acting like this dude is just gonna fizzle out and be yeah. a be another, you know, James Harden, Dame Lillard, you know, top no. 60 all-time guy. But it's like, dude, this dude, we're witnessing greatness, greatness. man. Like, greatness, dude. It's unbelievable. Even if this dude is right on Dirk's level, that is Dirk Nowitzki, <laughs> Dirk. man. Like, Everyone knows Dirk, bro. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves Dirk. I, I, I agree with the Kevin Garnett one because uh, I think Kevin doesn't get enough respect. But Kevin, that dude was a dog for a long, long time. Um, but I just had to throw those names at you. You'll probably, you might get some flack for some of those names, but it's it's a tough one. All those names were – I pretty much looked at a bunch of top 25, top 50 lists, and those were the names in that 20-ish range, top 25 range. And I was like, uh, I was like, oh, these are these are tough. These are some yep. tough players to be putting over them. But uh, it's you don't want to be re- have recency bias, but it's also to the point where it's like two-time MVP, champion now. Finals MVP. You could really, like, you could legitimately He's climbing argue up he, the triple-double list. He maybe should have been three-time MVP. Like, yeah, you literally should. could argue no, that. he should be. Yeah, that's definitely true. He should be. Um, that that was voters' fatigue right there Yeah. Um, by the NBA. And LeBron's faced that a lot in his career. Um, and, and Jokic better get ready because he, he might not get another MVP for a couple years because of that shit. Look, if they were the fifth seed, or if they were the fourth seed instead of the first seed, then everybody would be saying this. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. Everybody would be, oh, yeah, top 25. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it would be different. It would be different if he carried them. But Which, that team was the best you know, team all year. And then again, it's like they weren't the fourth seed. So. They were the best team all yeah. season. All season. Um, but let's talk about, let's move on from the finals and talk about what's happening tomorrow. Uh, and when y'all are seeing this, y'all will be hearing it on the day of. The NBA draft is Woo! here. That quick-ass turnaround, I'll tell you, my gosh. Um, and we got a guy that might be uh, shattering all those players that I said in about 15 years. Don't want to put too much pressure on the kid. Victor Wembenyama, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy that has had all the hype for about, I don't know, about a year now. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody has talked about it. Everybody was wondering where he's gone. The odds for him to go number one 
are 20,000 to one. <laughs> take it, baby. <laughs> take it. Take that bet. Take that bet. Um, but uh, it's it's obvious he's going number one. He will be a San Antonio Spur by, by uh, I don't know when it starts. I think it starts at seven. So not not about this time. By about 7.03. About 7.03, we'll be, it'll be <laughs> locked in and we'll know he is a Spur officially. But it is, to this point, it is pretty much a lock. Um Let's talk about him, though. Um, everyone's had their thoughts on him, but uh, just going to throw it right at you. Give me your thoughts on him. Is the hype real or overblown? Well, before I say that, just because when you said the Spurs, for some reason I forgot the Spurs were picking first for a split second. Man, what a great – that is like the place mm. if you're Wimbenyama to mm. get like – I mean, I don't think the lottery could have hit any better for him, no. if I'm being honest. Oh, you know he was watching that lottery like – Please, please, Spurs, please, the oh, Spurs, yeah. because please. If they say they get a guy like a Fred Van Fleet, mm. they could easily make a mm. not a contender run, but a playoff run next year yep. easily. Yep. You know what I mean? But getting back to the hype, man, I'll say it like this. I think he's without a doubt going to be the best player in this draft, mm-hmm. okay? With guys like this, you kind of got to see him a little bit mm. because, I mean, not that it was – nearly as much, but Chet was getting hyped up a mm. lot, and you saw what happened to him, which mm. not that it was nearly as much, but now Chet is like... He could he could win Rookie of the Year next year because yeah, he didn't play. Exactly, <laughs> and it's like, I'm not going to say he's not going to live up to it, but I feel like it's getting to the point where his hype is a little dangerous. Like, yes. this dude could come in and be a top 20 player in the league. you know, be, And that wouldn't be – no, that would like, be underperforming. Yeah, say yep. say this dude comes in and is – I'm trying to think. Say he plays at the level um, Julius Randle played at. Not They don't play the same, but I just mean – say he's Julius yeah. Randle the year he made the All-Star game. Okay. And he's like that his whole career. Mm. That would be considered a letdown for yeah. this, even though that's technically like an all-star. Mm-hmm. If it was any other draft, first overall pick, you'd be fine with that. It's okay. Far. You'd be okay with that. Yep. So, you know, I'm just worried about that. And then plus, man, I mean, everybody's seen how this dude is built. I mean, this dude, Augusta win. I feel <laughs> bad for you, man. Like, <laughs> So, I mean, there's always that, and you never want to think about that, but that is a, yep. that is a possibility, mm-hmm. so – I think he's definitely worth the hype, but I think that I think that it's getting to the point where it could be just a little bit dangerous because if this dude isn't a top 15 player all time, they're going to consider him a bust. And yeah. it's like, dude, that what? doesn't make you a bust. No, exactly. I, I couldn't agree like with you more. Like if he comes in and is Joel Embiid, will mm. they think he's a bust? Probably. And yeah. it's like, that's yeah. Joel Embiid, man. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think he hit it on the head. I, I, I'll say, I think the hype is – Deserving and it's very, very real, but we gotta give this guy a chance to develop fully, man. We can't expect this guy to come in and be a top five player his first freaking season. No, this guy is going, and I know the Spurs are an amazing location for him, and I agree. When it comes to the top three put teams, this is the team you wanted to go to, but people need to remember the Spurs were a they're not the terrible team, (laughs) they were a horrible team last year, absolutely terrible. They have one. Good player, Kelvin yep. Johnson. You know, and it's like, and well, did they have they they traded uh, uh, Jacob uh, or Jacob Purtle. Yeah, Jacob Purtle. Yep. Um. So 
They got rid of their yeah. only other good player. And, I mean, if he's there, I don't know how Wimby really fits. Fits. So, and they probably kind of were sensing that, you knowing which they traded him to the Spurs, I mean, uh, to the Raptors uh, in the middle of the season. Um, but I just want people to understand, yes, it's a great location because Pop's there, but that team was terrible. Yes. Just terrible. We can't expect this team to carry this team into the play-in without some help. So, with that all being said, I think he will be the rookie of the year. I think he will be playing at the level people are kind of expected to play at for that first season. But we can't expect this guy to carry a team into the play-in without some help. When you say it, like if you bring in a Fred Van Vliet, my point changes. Mm-hmm. That, then you start thinking, okay, he's got another guy. You well, know? And I think, you know, if I'm Pop, that's what you can't. Man, Pop don't have five more years to do the Tim. No, thing. I, I think mean, I think he's signing a three year deal, so yeah, that's it, probably it. And it's like, dude, why would you not want this dude to get a little bit like make a splash, man? Mm-hmm. Don't just be quiet with Victor Wimbin because it's like you said at this point, everybody knows he's going oh, first, and that dude's gonna bring eyes. Yes, the, immediately so like, the Spurs will become a massive franchise again. It's like, dude, go out there and try to win 41 games next yeah. year. 42. Sneak into the play-in. You yeah. don't even have to win. Just do something. Yes, man. Just give that fan base and that organization some hope. You know, I, if they can just surround them with a couple of veterans that are in this free agency, got a lot of money. They can't be paying much over there. Good gosh, they you ain't got a, nobody. Where you add a couple guys, say you add a freaking Kelly Oubre. Yeah. And you add a freaking... Van Fleet. A Jeremy Grant. You yeah, know? you know. Just players that win, you know. Um, yeah. There's going to be guys that want to play with this guy. Even if you, you know? had like a like a Harrison Bourne. Yes. You know, just some leaders. Leaders. Some- guys that have played on championship playoff squads, you know. that That's the team. they. No one's looking at this team next year and saying that they should be a playoff team. But if they – I don't want to be hearing nothing if they don't make the play in about how he was a bust his first season. That's the only yeah. thing. Give this guy some opportunity to grow into his body, develop into his body, and this organization to develop a roster around him. Give it time. This is this is he's going to the worst team into the in the league. Yes. The Spurs have the number one pick for a reason. <laughs> so that's all my that was my only thing I wanted to say. Well, um, let me ask you this real quick. Okay. You know, talking about this kind of made me think. Not that he isn't the most hyped but I, it might have just been the age I was at. Mm-hmm. You know, I think in terms of – I think he's more hyped up by the actual NBA in terms of this dude's going to be the first overall pick. Like, GMs are saying this yeah. dude's going to be awesome. I still – I don't know. It's going to take me to see it. The amount of media hype that Zion had, mm. I don't think will be topped, man, for a while. Like, That's what I'm saying is like – like, I swear, I think it was our age, too. We literally grew up with Zion. You know what I mean? Like, we did. We like saw him was, go through the AAU, go through he high graduated, school, college. You know, so it's like you were seeing clips of him through 7th and 8th grade. So We're I mean, the same age as Zion. <laughs> yeah, and I know it's different, but, like, man, just I just wanted to bring that up because in terms of that height, I don't know. I'll have to see it to see someone pass Zion because that was ridiculous. Well, and, and the thing is, if he went to college, he would have had the same height. Yeah. Instead, he played in France. And plus, you know, he he also is like he's a foreign guy. Yeah. You know, like yep. I'm not no saying one, that no, no one has seen him play. Yeah, I'm not saying that like it's a racist thing. I'm saying like, bro, Luca was not nearly as you know it, sought after by regular fans no, as Lucas should have been. been the number one pick in that draft yeah and it's because he was a foreign player that he wasn't he was the best player in that class by far somehow falls to Dallas well 
Atlanta trades with Dallas, whatever it is. But um, I mean, he worst trade. Look, Trey Young. Worst trade. Trey Young. You trade Trey Young for Luka Doncic. It's those are those things. It's just like. It's it's awesome to see that him get this opportunity to be the number one pick, and he came to um, like he said, Victor came and he did an interview on ESPN. And he was like, I mean, when I touched down in the states, uh, I realized real quick I can have an impact, like a massive, massive impact. And it's like I would never like I lived in France my whole life. My family's there, all my fans are there, but nothing, nothing like mm-hmm. what ha- this what it's like in the states. He's gonna realize real quick what kind of power he can have. Oh, and yeah. I love his maturity. I really think his yeah, work he's, ethic. He's a professional. He is man. a professional. Well, he's been playing professional ball for freaking. That's why it's almost like you go into the Spurs, you get this professional big man. Not he's not going to be. Well, I mean, he apparently if he's not Tim Duncan, he's a bust. <laughs> but I mean, it's almost like it kind of fits the same glove that Tim Duncan had. Yep. You know what I mean? It's literally so similar. It's literally so similar. We could talk about Wimby all day, though. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll it's be. Hard sing- not to. It's hard not to. I'm <laughs> so excited. He says he's gonna play a little bit of uh, a summer uh, summer league. So I know that'll be the most televised summer league game since probably what Lonzo and Zion. So, um, uh, we'll we'll be all waiting to watch what he can do in the summer league. Let's move on to our favorite non-Wimby player. Uh, in this class, uh, there's a lot of good talent in this class behind Wimby. They just have not been getting the hype because of <laughs> Wimby. Yep. So let's talk about it. Uh, uh, I'll start this one off. Um, when it comes to favorite non-Wimby players, I think he's the same. We're going to have the same one here. Uh, Scoot Henderson is my favorite non-Wimby player. I know he's technically the number two or three player in this class. Um, but that drop-off is kind of big, it sounds like, from between, uh, uh, between everyone in the league. Um, I don't think the drop-off – between Scoot and Wimby is as big as everyone's saying. I think Scoot can be a superstar in this league. Um, he's big, fast, strong already. Like, he's got an NBA build already. Oh, yeah. And that's going to translate really, really, really quickly into the league. Um, the one thing that everyone's concerned about is his is his jump shot and his free throw uh, uh, shooting. Um, I, all I say is the, the, tech, the fundamentals are there. He's yeah. got a pretty looking jump shot. It's just about getting better about off the dribble. It's better about getting the catch and shoot. And those are those things, He and just better shot IQ and stuff. Yeah, and those are the things that you're going to learn when you're in the league. His mentor is Steph Curry. And I don't mean to dog on the guy, but talk about an, a polar opposite to John Morant. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, that the, the, the league has to be looking at this and saying this, this, this level of maturity for him to – pick Steph Curry as his on and off court mentor. The the scouts have gotta love that. I mean, you gotta love that with all the stuff that's happening with Zion and dang John Morant and all yeah. the off court stuff. You I mean when you see a kid, a kid make mm-hmm. better decisions, professional decisions than these guys, it's a it's gotta just ring pretty loudly around the league. So for me, I think franchises love that. I love his maturity. I love his professional moves just to gain a mentor like that. And I think, I really think he can develop a jump shot in this league. I'm not, I'm not saying Clay Thompson or Steph Curry. I'm not, I'm saying, uh, this will give away my player comparison a little bit. A Darren Fox level shooter. Just give me something from three, you know, 35%. You said it 34, 35% before the pot. Just give me something from downtown. And I mean, with his athleticism, that dude, he can do anything around the rim and great passers. So I'll send it to you. Who is your favorite non-Wimby player? Man, I'll keep it short. It's got to be Scoot. Yeah, yeah. I thought so. He's just, you know, and I know a lot of people do this, but I like Brandon Miller though. I want to say I do like Brandon Miller. I just something about Scoot. 
Something about scooters. Well, it's that work ethic, man. Yes. Like, you know, it's like you said where, you know, I don't want to act like I know the dude, but maybe if Ben Simmons had this work ethic, he mm. may have developed a jump shot. Mm. You know what I mean? And this is the type of dude, yeah, he doesn't have, it's like you said, he has a shot. Mm. It's just not, it ain't going in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, but he's the type of dude, he's going to be first in the gym, last. Like, he, I know that's cheesy, but, like, that's, those are the guys you want, man. Yep. You want the guys that are going to care. I know a lot of people do this. You want the guys that finish high school early so they can play their senior sit or their senior uh, senior year in a freaking league to get ready for the yeah. draft. Over, like, with the overtime something. I can't even yeah, know what it's, it's called. I think it's literally just over OTE. Yeah, overtime, overtime elite. Overtime elite, that's it. But it's like, um, it's – you know, I know a lot of people do that, but, I mean, that shows you right there, man. He has plans. He has goals. Like, mm-hmm. this dude wants to be legit, and I'm with you, man. I think he just has the effort and just dog in him to do it. And, yep. you know, it's like you said, will he be close to Wimby? No, I'm not expecting that. Mm-hmm. If he can shoot, they're complete opposite. He can even shoot threes, you know, as good as jaw. Mm. Yeah. Maybe a little better. There you go. I'll take that. I'll take day. that, too. I'll take that, too. It's a it's a fun thing, um, and I don't want to harp on it, but when it comes to Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson, like I said, man, it's that, that off-court stuff. And I don't want to dog Brandon Miller for a bad decision when he made when he was a kid in, in college, but those those off-court things are massive with everything going around with John well, Moran and stuff. And then apparently, you know, they from the uh, rumors, they're saying Scoot and Wimbenyama have tested awesome. Like everybody's talking about how yeah. mature they are. Apparently, Brandon Miller hasn't tested bad, but not great. Yeah, well, I'm not taking a player that says Paul George is the goat either. Yeah, so. that that was that was <laughs> he, he saw those Paul George comparisons. And was yeah, like, oh, I yeah. get it. I get it. That's his favorite player. He plays exactly like him in, in, a, in a very similar way as his style. But, but that, that's crazy. Crazy man. talk. Crazy talk, bro. That's crazy talk. You sound like an idiot. I'm sorry, Brandon Miller. All right, let's get into player comp, uh, player comps. Um, uh, this was a fun little thing a lot of people like to do when they get into the draft. Um, um, obviously, we'll, we'll start with uh, the big man, Victor Wimbenyama. Um, you want to give us yours, uh, Ethan? Who, who, what's your what's your player comp? You can use a couple players, obviously. Well, man, the one that I've seen that it's it's just like you got to mention it because you can't not is Chris Stapps just because yeah. the build and everything. The build, yeah, I honestly think. His game is more like Rudy Gobert, just mm. way – or compared to Chris Stapp. Yeah. I don't mean no, like yeah. deep, but you know what I mean. Like, I think he's – he's honestly – imagine an actual athletic and wiggly Rudy Gobert is mm. kind of how I think of him. And um, you can sprinkle – honestly, I don't think people mention Michael Porter enough. Ooh, I like that. You know, I think he does have a little bit – I think he could – I think he could become a spot-up shooter. Man. Oh, yeah. Like, at least for a corner three, you ain't mm. getting in this dude's face at all. <laughs> Good luck. So, You're going to put a hand on his nose or something? You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, in terms of uh, the reason I say, and, you know, Rudy, if you look at the way they play, it just sounds, that doesn't sound that great. It doesn't sound sexy, but, but dude, I get it. I'm I'm just comparing him because I think automatically this dude comes in the league and is what a top five shot blocker. No, oh, yeah. like even if he doesn't develop on offense like you want him to right away, immediately he's gonna on defense at least he's gonna play literally like Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. Just drop, drop, drop. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yep. So, I mean I see that in him, but 
Man, it's it's honestly hard not to do that Chris Stapps too. Yeah. Just because the build and everything. And and at the end of the day, this guy, it's almost impossible to compare this guy to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> He's literally his own player. Um, I don't think we'll ever be talking about, oh, this guy is like Victor Wimanyama. You know, there'll never yeah. be a player comp to Wimanyama. No one will ever compare to him. So it's kind of hard. Um, the, the, there's a couple players that I like to throw around. I think he's kind of a Kevin Durant, Chris Stops, uh, little little dynamic duo. Those guys offensively mm-hmm. uh, speaking. And then I, I'm going to sprinkle in Manute Bowl. That's who I'm going like to sprinkle it, in. Man. I you like know, it. That, that linky, really long, tall guy, um, but he's a defensive guy. Um, I know Manute didn't have the longest career, but Manute, was a, he was a decent offensive player and a freaking shot blocker. I think he had 10 blocks in a game. So, yeah. um, you know, it's like that's that's who I thought of for some reason. Immediately when I was thinking of player comps, I said Manute Bull. All right, and, and then Kevin Durant and Kristaps. So that was a little bit of who I thought uh, when Minyama kind of compares to. Uh, let's get to Brandon Miller. I think this will be a quick one Paul George <laughs> I mean he, he even said it himself Paul George is the goat so we're gonna just say Paul George who do you yeah. think is that he said man look I like the Paul George especially in build like in build it's almost like too good to be true yeah yeah I, his uh, handle's not as good as Paul yet but I think I do like the Paul George comparison but I think he's not nearly as I guess Aggressive isn't where he's not nearly mm. as flashy around yeah. the rim. I don't yeah. think he's gonna punish dudes. You I know can, what I, mean? I can, I can feel that. But dude, Danny Granger. Ooh, okay. Danny okay. Granger. Okay, I like it. Danny Granger in his prime. Prime. Yeah. When he was, you know, shooting them threes, and I think an athletic. At least at first, I think that's how Brandon Miller's gonna mm-hmm. make an impact. Yeah. You know, maybe down the line he can develop, gain some muscle, and turn into more of like a Paul George type mm-hmm. and then maybe when he ages out he goes back to being more like a like a um Danny Granger type but I know, like that. I really do. I think he I think he honestly is Paul George if Paul George spent more time just being just as like a catch and shoot guy. Yeah. Because I think Brandon Miller knows that he's not going to go in the NBA and you know, punish guys. He's like not going to dunk George on guys. Yeah, that, that's just people, not his game. People forget how much of an athlete Paul yeah. George was when he was young. Before that leg injury, dude, oh, and yeah. even after it, he was still an athletic freak. But before, my God, that used to, yep. he used to fly out of the building. And that's the thing, you know, you're not going to get that flashiness not, from him. That's not Brandon Miller, but, but his offensive just repertoire, I like it. I like the but comparison. he can easily develop at least, you know, at least a better close to the rim game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I definitely like I really like that Danny Granger because I could see it. That it's the it's the athleticism that he lacks that Paul George just he was a freaking athletic better, freak. Better Jabari Smith Jr. Yeah, yeah, that's what you said before. I like it. I like that one. Uh let's move on to Scoot Henderson. Um there's all there's a lot of names being floated around with this guy. You want to start us off with this one? Yes, sir. So this is another guy, you know, a lot of these dudes. With some comparisons, there's just some of the easy ones, and it's like you can't not mention those yeah. because they're just so so obvious. And I think with Scoot, you, you got to see a little bit of rust with him, man. Yep. I mean, just in terms of athleticism and effort, like it's, it's Russell Westbrook all day. Even somewhat in the play style, you know, I think he actually is 
a better shooter than Russ. Mm. Like right now, I think he is a better shooter than Russ probably ever was. Yeah, but it's a fair statement. He's not by much, so yeah. you know, like it's not like, like prime Westbrook yeah. is probably a, they're probably about the same shooter. Yeah, they're both shooting what thirty three percent. from for the year from hit three. clutch threes, you know. Yeah, from, so they'll hit a step back in somebody's <laughs> face. Yeah, but um, man, I hadn't seen a lot of people saying this. I don't know why, but I think. He kind of reminds me of Donovan Mitchell mm-hmm. when Donovan Mitchell's playing point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, if, less shooter. Yeah, like if it. Donovan Mitchell wasn't nearly as good of a shooter, because it's almost like Scoot, like it's almost like, like obviously he knows this, but he doesn't play like a dude who wants to shoot a lot of threes. No, you know what I mean. That dude pushes the pace. Yeah, like he he knows what his um pros are mm-hmm. and you know what I mean I feel like he plays the way Donovan Mitchell plays when he's at his best not trying to create everything yeah, step back and yeah uh, more like okay I guess and then on defense he's honestly more like Donovan Mitchell when he was coming into the league yes you know what I mean he's a hound man he's yeah, a just, freaking dog just he's not gonna really like you know he's not it's not that he's not flashy, but his main thing on defense is just going to be effort and yep. strength. Yep. You know, he's just going to not – he's not going to give up. He's just going to be in your face all game. Yep. I really like that one. Obviously, the Russell Westbrook. I like to throw in the young Derrick Rose in there a little okay, bit. Okay, I know? like it, man. That speed, man. It's that Bro, speed if, that he has. If you could get young D. Rose, <laughs> oh, my God, with some defense. Yes, yes. And I said it earlier. Uh, I alluded to it. I think there's a little bit of that De'Aaron Fox with that speed, too. And the, the, okay, I think yep. that – that just that build, you know, that because when De'Aaron Fox came to the league, he wasn't a great shooter, and he developed, he developed, he had the good mechanics coming into the league. He had the good mechanics. So when it comes to it, I think his mechanics will progressively just allow him to be a better shooter, and he's going to become a better just overall. I think guard, just guard. Yeah. I think he'll be able to be a scoring guard from a lot of areas. I'm not saying he's going to be freaking, like I said, Steph Curry, I'm not Kobe Bryant. You're not expecting fadeaways from this guy. But you're expecting him pick and roll, attack the rim every now and then, maybe kind of sidestep, maybe hit a three, you know, when when they play, go under the screen. That's the kind of player I'm expecting. He's going to use his speed to just to his advantage to, to threaten them. If he can get that jump shot, elite, elite player. Um Scoot Henderson could be. Let's get through these next two guys, um, uh, these two uh, uh, brothers. Um, we're using the ESPN rankings. The rankings might be different on what different websites. We're using the ESPNs. I know the uh, Whitlock from uh, from Villanova um, is a very good player too, but um, we got a Amon Thompson and Asar Thompson. I think I said that right. Um, uh, between these two guys, I'm going to be honest, very, very similar players. Literally, without shoes, they're the exact height. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Six, seven guards. These guys are absolute athletic freaks. I'll start us off and uh, say Amon. Uh, my comparison, um, a lot of players have thrown the, uh, a lot of people have thrown this name around. Uh, I, I see uh, that Ben Simmons type of Guard when it comes to his passing ability and his athleticism with that John Wall speed, man. That young John Wall speed, that just absolute burner, can just fly up the court and be the first person to the rim. Um, and, and I see a little bit when it comes to the athleticism because, I mean, Ben Simmons is a good athlete, but when it comes to being a young athlete, 
Man, there's a little bit of that Andrew Wiggins, man. I see oh, yeah. that young Andrew Wiggins type athlete uh, when it comes to flying to the rim. Um, obviously, that's not what Andrew Wiggins does anymore. He still can fly, not as much as he used to when he was uh, with the Timberwolves and stuff in his younger days. Um, but that's the kind of player I see with Amon. Um, what are you thinking with Amon? Man, so he honestly, I love the John Wall thing because this dude is fast, man. Fast. <laughs> fast. <laughs> so... I think, you know, just because he can't shoot a three to save his damn life. Mm -mm. So, he honestly, it reminds me a lot of DeJounte Murray. Mm. Just way more athletic. Well, yes, more athletic, but really just way more speed. Yeah. You know, DeJounte Murray's Murray's more wiggly than Mm -hmm. people think. But, um, how do you say, is it? uh, Amon? Okay. Yeah, Amon. So, with Amon, it's like, it's just pure speed, Mm -hmm. man, like. And then, you know, I said this just because of the jump shot, so it's not that much of a comparison, but you do kind of see a little bit of Lonzo in there, just in terms of creation. Broke shot, bro. Yeah, just (laughs) broke shot can create. I don't know, because Lonzo always had this thing where, like, he just always felt like he carried himself like he was way smarter than he was. Mm. And in games, it kind of helped him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I kind of feel like that with Allman. Like, he... Mm -hmm. There's a confidence with how he yeah, plays. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You know, and I think that's going to help him in the long run. Yeah, and that I'm so glad you brought up his confidence. That's a big thing when it comes to how he plays. I mean, he might not make the, all the right decisions, but, man, he just looks like he knows what he's doing at all times. Um, and, I mean, we could also – we'll get into Asar. Asar, I think that's how you say it. Um, I'm going to say damn near exact player as his brother. Um, I would probably say a little bit more – of the Ben Simmons, even though I think his uh, um, Amon, I mean, uh, I think um, uh, he might be a better shooter than his brother uh, yeah. Amon. I think Asir could become a better shooter just because his jump shot is not as nasty looking. Yeah, he's don't he don't have the athleticism, but he doesn't either. have the athleticism exactly. So I think he's a closer to a Ben Simmons. I think he could be a a better defender than Amon. Um, just. I just for some reason I see Ben Simmons with this guy, um, even though his um, shooting is a little not better. They're not neither one of them are good shooters, but I think he can become a better shooter in the long run. Um, and that's pretty much all I can say about it, sir. I haven't watched too much of him. What are you thinking on him? Yeah, so I'm glad you said um, Wiggins for Almond because actually I kind of like it. You compared him to Young Wiggins. Mm-hmm. I think a sir is more like. Kind of older Wiggins. Okay. You know, I think okay. He, I think he's a little bit like Wiggins on the Warriors. If you take away some of the rebounding, yeah. You know what I mean? Because he actually, I I looked it up. He had more assists than Almond did. Yes. And is a better three point shooter, but it's like you said, he just don't have that speed. Mm-mm. So I see a little bit of Andrew Wiggins, but I think more so. I think I'll say it like this. I think a Sir actually will develop better or will be more of an instant impact because I think he yeah. can go on a team and kind of he can be a little bit of a spot-up shooter guy yeah. you know like he can he can give you 35 36 percent mm-hmm. you know he can be a little little Franz Wagner with a mm-hmm. little bit worse scoring inside but yeah. better shooting so yeah that's kind of how I see but I do think not that we're Comparing the two, I think Almond has the better potential. Yeah, uh, that's that's a very. I think I think in the long run, Almond will be a better player because he can get in that shot even, you know, decent. <laughs> literally, I think if he can get that shot 
as good as Scoots is now. Yeah. Well, even if he did what Lonzo did over yeah. that five years, you know, Lonzo was couldn't make a free throw to save his life. Literally <laughs> shot 50% from the free throw line for the Lakers. And once he went to the Pelicans and stuff, by the time he left the Pelicans, he was a pretty damn good free throw and oh, yeah. three-point shooter. Now, he's not going to hit no... Dribble, 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 step backs. He, if, he, just a catch and shoot. Mm-hmm. That's all you need from him when it comes to the three-point line. Uh, not a lot of players are just dribbling into a three-pointer. Um, but that'll do it for our player comparisons. The NBA draft is tomorrow. We'll all be watching it. No live stream for that one, though. Uh, like the NFL, <laughs> we don't have the time for that. Let's talk about some free agency as we get out of here, y'all. Um, we're not going to talk too much about it as... We're going to kind of save that for another pie. As it, when, once free agency opens, we'll be really getting into it because I know there will be a lot more rumors swirling around. A lot of things have happened today. Christoph Porzingis is a Celtic. That's wild. Um, Crazy. Um, I think that's a great move for the Celtics. But let's get into free agency. We're going to talk about our favorite teams, the Lakers and the, the Timberwolves. Uh, we're going to talk about some free agents we would like to see our teams acquire this offseason. Obviously, we just pulled up the rankings and stuff to get these names out here. Um, I'll start this one off. As uh, for my Lakers, um, obviously there's some of these guys. Um, I try to be as realistic as possible um, when picking these guys. Um, um, there's one of them that's not realistic at all, but it would be a dream. Um, I'll get with my realistic guys for well, first things first. Match Austin Reeves. He's restricted. Got to keep Austin Reeves no matter what it is. Um, and another one I would love to bring back Rui, but there's some of these guys I I might would rather take than Rui. Um, starting with Chris Paul. If bought out, I think the Lakers have got to make a move uh, on Chris Paul once, if he's bought out by the, um, um, by the Wizards. Um, I think that's got to be just, you got to. If you're the Lakers, you got to find a way to bring him in, play with LeBron. They've been trying to do that for a while, I think. The banana, was it the banana boat crew? Yeah. Uh, you know, got, you, Carmelo's out of the league and D-Way's out of the league. Might as well try and do it with Chris Paul while he's still around and while LeBron's still around. Um, and then when it comes to other guys, I really, 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 really think it's possible the Lakers will land a Draymond Green just because of the relationship between a Le- a LeBron and Draymond. Draymond's, like, we said it before. He's not ring chasing. He's no. not ring chasing. I know he's got what four rings. Yeah, and it's like I get that he's going to probably try and get some money this off season. But that I mean, he turned down twenty seven million dollars. You know, so I mean, I don't think the Lakers the Lakers can't offer that. First of all, if they're signing Austin Reeves, so if it comes down to it, I think it's just a friendship thing. If it comes to the Lakers, because he just. Why not play with LeBron? Maybe, um, and I know when, if you're going to the Lakers, you're going to win the champ. You're going to win, going to win rings. Um, but Draymond's at that point in the career where he could go somewhere else. I could see him taking a little bit less money. Yeah. Man. Oh no, he's he's going to take less money. No one's. I don't think anyone is going to offer him twenty seven no. million dollars. Um, if you can get him under twenty, I'm okay with that. Oh yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, and then another guy, I a couple guys that I really like. Jeremy Grant, I would love that defensive presence, and you know, he's become a pretty good spot-up shooter from the corner. And then, hey, one out of return of Brooke Lopez. I know he's older, but the Lakers desperately need a center. Brooke Lopez is still maybe the – is he maybe the best drop defender of all time? Dude, that dude. Yeah, that dude <laughs> led the league in blocks this year. Like, is he is, He literally might be the best drop defender of all time. And dude, he's like, – uh, talk about – Talk about somebody nobody – Knows, man. Dude, and reinvented his game in the middle of his career with the Nets. I think he made like two three pointers. Comes to the Lakers and makes like 
like a hundred three pointers. <laughs> Changed his entire game in an off season. Honestly, and now he's respect to Brook Lopez. Honestly, man. honestly, he does not get enough respect. Um, I would love to see a, a nice little reunion, maybe with the Lakers. Um, and then my outlandish player that will not happen. Very likely won't happen. They're interested, but I don't want to spend the money that is probably going to be um, going his way. A Fred VanVleet. That's a dream. I know, I know it's probably not going to happen. He's asking upwards of $30 million, and the Lakers cannot do that if they're paying Austin and trying to keep a bench, you know, and not yeah. have absolute scrubs on their bench. <laughs> so uh, outlandish, not going to happen, but I would love to see a Fred Van Vliet play with a LeBron James at one point. But those are the guys I would really like to see the Lakers possibly land. You what do you Fred think? Fred Van Vliet and you have Matt Ryan Matt, yeah, the Matt, yeah. man. Oh, God, do not bring back Matt Ryan. Please, no. Oh, no. On that minimum contract. Oh, God, no. Right, what do you think with the Timberwolves? Man, so, you know, with the Wolves, it's kind of – I'm like you. I try to be realistic because with Rudy and then um, Ant and Cat, like, they're just not – they're just – there's just not much you can do. You nope. know what I mean? It's a lot of money going to three players. Yeah, and, you know, there's rumors that Cat might get shipped, you know. We'll see. I wouldn't hate it. Yeah. But, you know, it'd have to depend on everything. But, so, I think if they don't sign um, or if they don't get rid of Cat, there's really – I'd rather them just re-sign a couple guys. Yeah. You know, there's, but if they do, for some reason, trade Cat and they have some cap space, you know. I think some realistic signings. I think Jay Crowder is one yeah. I would really like. Mm-hmm. You know, just a defensive guy can make corner threes. Mm-hmm. Tons of freaking playoff experience. Yes, more than probably anybody but Rudy. Yeah, so oh, I mean, on the on yours definitely. Yeah, on Timberwolves. And then you know he's already on the Wolves. If they don't get uh, if they don't bring back Cat and trade him, you know, right? Resign Nas Reed. I oh, love yeah. Nas I like Reed, Nas. Man. I like Nas. If you told me Nas Reed was going to be starting at center for, like, a bottom three or four team in the league, I'd believe you. You yeah. know what I mean? No, he like, could be a starter. And that's the thing is someone might – I feel like he might get, you know, not a bag bag, but he might get 12 mil a year, from you know. Like a, from the Rockets or something. Yeah, he I might know. get, like, a three-year – Thirty-eight million, yeah. three-year, forty million contract. I'm not saying it will be, but I can see know. it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, besides that, there's not much. I think either of our teams can really. No. They're not going to make some big no. splash. No, and I don't think the Lakers will. Obviously, the big name for the Lakers is Kyrie, and I do not want that around my team. If you can get them for under twenty, then I'll start talking to you. But <laughs> man, I wouldn't want Kyrie around my. Anything, <laughs> anything, nothing. You'll ruin it. You'll ruin it. I do love Kyrie, but. I just he's one of those guys, man. If if he's asking for forty million dollars, sorry. Not even I'm not I'm not paying for thirty. I don't want to pay Fred Van Vliet. If he takes less than thirty, then we'll start talking. But I don't I don't want it. I don't want Kyrie. So realistically, those are our players that we would not mind seeing uh, when it comes to free agency. But I think that'll do it for us, brother. Yes, sir. Nice little NBA pod to co- to wrap up the season and get into this off season. Um obviously like we said Sports are a little dry, so we'll be talking about a lot of offseason when it comes to NBA and the NFL. Obviously, NFL is getting around the, uh, right around that corner, you know, about to hit training camp and stuff. So we'll be talking about NFL re, uh, very soon and stuff, and we'll find some things to talk about. I know it's dead period when it comes to sports, but we'll have to probably we'll talk about the College World Series once that is all over and stuff. But um, we want to thank you all for listening to another episode of The Pound Perspective. Uh, if you need to get in contact with us, um, Nate Dog Productions. Um, that's the website and uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter 
Nate Dog Productions and oh, yeah. Nate Dog Sports, and then Nate Dog Productions on YouTube as well and Facebook. Um, putting all of our content out there, Twitter. We're putting all of our clips out on there too now, um, full clips. So go out there and like that stuff and on YouTube. So subscribe and so you don't miss out. And if you don't want to watch the entire pod, you can just watch some clips. You know, I know not everyone's got an hour uh, in a day to listen. So do what y'all want and please follow us and uh, stay on the stay on the loop because we got some stuff uh, brewing over here. We're gonna keep uh, pumping out some more content. But at the end of the day, we hope you all enjoyed episode thirty three. Of the Pound Perspective, presented by Nate Dog Sports. Thanks again for listening to the Pound Perspective, a breath of fresh sports. Oh.